welcome back. This is part two in how to live happy and passionate through recovery. Today we are going to focus a little bit on goals. Now before you cringe and run away as we talk about goals or goal setting, I just want you to kind of clear your mind right now, your preconceived notions as to goals or how you've kind of viewed them or looked at them up to this point. And it's very hard to avoid goals or goal setting altogether, especially when we talk about recovery and progress, goals tend to be a word or a topic that come up a lot. You know, even in our global culture and society as a whole, goals are something that are very much ingrained into just our human mind. For instance, New Year's resolutions. Annually, the entire world on a global scale will set goals or new levels of attainment and achievement for the upcoming year. Why is it so natural or so common for us to actually set goals? In all actuality, as human beings, it is in us to want to grow. Growth and growth and contribution and self-evaluation and self-enlightenment is actually wired into our souls, into the inner essence of our being. So goals in and of themselves are not a bad thing. However, a person's relationship with why they set goals or how they set their goals and how goal setting actually makes them or makes you feel is very real and can actually make them very effective or actually drive us toward a negative emotional pattern and even a sense of discouragement. A study was done where they polled a few thousand individuals and asked them how they felt about goals, whether they used them, how they incorporated it into their lives. And it actually was astounding 50-50 as to who felt that they were even something that helped promote positive change or that were even worthwhile or worth their time. And then out of the 50% that believed that setting goals was very important, another 50% felt that they had a negative relationship with goal setting, that setting goals didn't tend to be a very positive experience. Much of that has to do with us tending to set goals that are maybe too grandiose and they're very difficult to achieve and then we almost set ourselves up for failure and then you're kind of left with a dejected or a failure type emotion or connection after that, as well as the fact that no clear steps toward implementation as to how you're actually going to obtain those goals. And then even once you get there, how you're going to be able to sustain those goals. So these are all some really key important elements that we'll focus on as we move through this next 11 months of recovery. But first, I want you to begin to ask yourself this question. What is your personal relationship with goals? How do they make you feel? Do you even like setting goals? When you think about goal setting, do you kind of know how to do it? Do you have a negative taste in your mouth? Have you had a bad relationship with goals in the past? When asking yourself or considering your current relationship or association you have with goals, think about the initial emotion or feeling when you even think of the mere thought of goal setting. Do you get excited? Do you feel like you know exactly what you're going to do and it's going to just really fuel your vision and propel you forward? Or do you feel almost discouraged? Do you kind of cringe a little bit? Goals and having a clear 
intention or track as to the direction in which you want to head can be very powerful. Goals and setting goals and setting intentions or forward progress growth are very powerful. It is very important to self-evaluate to know where you currently are and where you're heading or else we'd all just be kind of randomly moving here or there without a sense of forward progress moving and you're kind of just stuck with whatever you get. So I do believe that goals are effective and important. However, a very direct way to influence and impact the ability to obtain or reach those goals, sustain them, and have an amazing, happy, passionate emotion and journey while you're moving through the recovery process to those recovery goals depends on very important associations and steps to be taken prior to actually setting those goals. Perspective is key. When you're setting your goals, you have to dig a little bit deeper into just the goal itself. For instance, what is the intention of the goal and the nature of the goal? Being very specific, the goal to just get better or to recover or to walk or to get to this point, it's very general. And if you want to be able to truly have impact in goal setting, you need to almost work backwards. If it's somebody who's looking to walk again, there are going to be many goals or steps along the way that are going to need to be achieved to get to that place. Maybe it's independent exercises at home, getting to those PT appointments, diet and nutrition, I believe is key through the recovery process. And it's actually our platform for the approach that we take through recovery. If you haven't already, I urge you to go to the website, keys2concussions.com, www.keys2concussions.com, and on the top there, put in your email address and get the free 10 Extra Brain ebook, which will include food lists, recipes, vitamins, minerals, phytonutrients, and just give you more information on how to eat during the recovery process to really aid your brain in recovery. Back to our goal setting. As you begin to ask yourself, what is my relationship with goal setting? How does it make me feel? Do I cringe? Do I think they're useless? Have I had success in the past? I want you to consider possibly how you previously used to create goals, what fueled the thought, the emotion, the desires behind those goals, what drove you toward those, and if you had great success with them, how did you feel afterwards? Did you struggle throughout the journey? Did you find that you had to push yourself? Or if you didn't obtain or reach those goals, did you have a sense of dejection? Maybe did it make you feel like a failure? Where did it fizzle out? At what point in the goal did you did you kind of fall off? Were you able to even create goals, goals that applied to you, or was the mere system in creating the goals just difficult? You know, there's a lot of different angles and um, relationships that we have with goals. One very important element with goal setting is the specifics. Detailed in the smaller elements, kind of like these smaller steps. So it may not be necessarily I'm walking up to the second floor from ground level, but however, I have to take this first step, then the second step, then I hit the middle landing, then I have the second flight that gets me to that first floor and really breaking it down so it's very clear and sometimes working backwards helps if you have a very 
big or grandiose concept or idea in your recovery, or you may not even realize it's very grandiose, but just say, okay, I want to walk per se. Well, what will it entail for me to walk? And then work backwards. Well, I have to schedule my PT classes. I have to do some exercises at home and elements like that. So that's the first step is really making sure that they're attainable, small steps in a very clear element in goal setting. But many people can set goals or they can identify what they want. However, they fizzle off along the way. And some think that it's they just don't have the willpower. Others judge that people just don't have the willpower. And I couldn't disagree more. The concept of willpower as this endless supply of energy and that people must just be able to obtain and it never goes out. Some people have it or they don't is actually false altogether. We are all only given a certain amount of energy or willpower that we have a day. And if part of our life is sucking in in this element, or if you're in a lot of pain, or if things are just a little bit more difficult, once that is kind of tapped, you really need to recharge or refuel that willpower bucket in order to continue throughout the day. That's why so many people in the beginning, you wake up, you know, you're the beginning part of the day. You're like, dude, I got this. And you just have all this energy in the world and you know, you're going to knock it out. But depending on your journey or the noise level in your life and what's going on, it could be noon, you're tapped. It could be three, you're tapped by seven. You could be tapped or, you know, maybe that day you find it hard to get out of bed. So it's very important that you understand this willpower bucket is not an endless supply of, of energy and, and, and you're not weak and it's just not some people have the willpower and some people don't and I just must not have enough willpower. That's actually something that you have to fill that bucket. Got a really great blog um, regarding that on the um, website and I can try to make that available to you guys as well. But that is so important. So I just want you to kind of just scratch that failure mindset or that you failed in the past out of your head because I guarantee you that you just need some different tools in the, and you need to kind of switch up your perspective and your approach on goals in general. So we have to this point kind of come up with two reasonings. Number one, we need to be very specific in our goal setting and really kind of work from that desired result backwards. Two, Willpower is kind of just redundant and assuming that it is willpower that gets you toward this element. But rather, I want you to, to think of two, two different ways to approach this. Imagine yourself with a weighted band tied around your waist. You've got 10 pounds, 20 pounds, 30 pounds on each side of you. And as you're walking and you're trying to move forward to those goals, these weights are just dragging. You feel it. The, the more you try to walk forward, the, the slower and the harder it becomes. Or I want you to see your goal in hand. And I want you to think about this light, frolicky feeling of your, of, and, and, and envision a child just hopping and skipping and jumping and moving and going. I mean, how much simpler and easy would it be to make it to the end point? The child who is hopping and skipping and just full of joy and lighthearted or the individual that has these weights tied, or weights tied around their waist and they're just dragging this extra baggage the whole way. What way would you prefer to journey? Do you want to frolic and skip and hop and dance like a child or do you want to be bogged down with all the cares of the recovery journey and the intensity and all things come with it? I mean, obviously, frolicking and dancing would be would make it so much easier and you just enjoy life, right? I mean, a much happier way to journey. 
Now, I know that seems like a very dramatic example, and I did that on purpose so that you could actually picture them in your mind and you could see the two variables. But so often we are choosing to journey or onward to our goal very begrudgingly and intensely. And we're not even trying to, but you're holding a lot. Recovery after a brain injury or recovery after an ailment or just sometimes life in general can become difficult. It can weigh us down. Now, as we continue to journey and move forward, and the concept of this entire four-part series, the intentions, you know, are to be happy and passionate throughout recovery, then we need to look at, okay, so all that being said, how do I lose the straps of weights around my waists and my ankles and this intense burden of recovery? And how do we become like that small, happy child just frolicking and dancing as I, as I move forward? This takes us to our transition, our new approach moving forward. I would like you to consider a new approach to goals and just recovery in general. There is something that drives and moves naturally. And that is emotion, the power of emotion, or the power of desire that as human beings we have within our, within our nature. Now I want you to picture with me two young lovers. Nothing can keep them apart. You've had stories written about them from Romeo and Juliet. They will, they will find a way. They will find a way to meet, to cross, to cross the miles, to cross the obstacles. When you are in love or you are passionately longing for something, you don't have to muster up the willpower to go see that person, muster the willpower to get there. You have this desire, this intense emotion within you that just compels you forward. Now, what we're, go we're going to do and the approach that we're going to take as we move toward goals in the recovery element or goals in general in any aspect of life is that if you can fuel your drive toward that goal, if you can muster up that intense desire and emotion and compulsion within you that throws you forward, you don't have to sit there and be like, all oh, right, I got this, man, I got this, and you're moving forward. It's just something that happens naturally, innately within you. And so our intention is to help you guys tap into that so that you can actually find that it just floors you and you are happy and passionately living through your recovery. Now, we focused this a little bit in part one. So if you haven't listened to part one, I would suggest either if you're via podcast, go back to the previous episodes, but it's the part one in the How to Live Happy and Passionate Through Recovery. And we talk a little bit about happiness must be a passenger on the journey through recovery with you. If whether it's recovery or whether it's just happiness in general and you're feeling depressed and you feel like you've set a goal, be it weight loss, be it anything in your life. And you know that, you know, when I hit this goal, I'll be happy. So if that end if that ending point of the journey houses your happiness, I'm afraid you're going to be sadly mistaken that the closer you get to it, happiness begins to elude you like a mirage. It just does not work that way. Happiness is actually something that you control and you embody, and it cannot be taken away from you by circumstance. But truly a joy, whether happy can be emotion fleeting or what have you, but we're talking a little bit more deep on joy and fulfillment in the sense of inner peace and knowing the direction in which you're going. And so that is what we are 
focusing on. When we think, when we talk about happy or passionately living, you are passionate because you have a sense of purpose. There is so much more than just this sense of, I'm happy. You know, a child is super happy if they're eating an ice cream cone, but that ice cream cone falls on the ground and you see them instantly go to tears. And adults, we can be just the same. We start the day, we are happy. Everything is rocking and rolling. We get a flat tire. We are not making it on time to our vacation that housed our happiness and boom, it's done. So it's truly important that we look at the sense of fulfillment, the bigger picture, this desire, where we're going and the journey as truly that, a journey. Now this doesn't mean that your goals aren't gonna be specific and that you're not gonna have a destination. However though, I would suggest you change your perspective to the fact that you may find your goals could change as you journey. Because if you are completely content, fulfilled, and joyous in this current moment as you're moving forward, you might realize, wow, what I thought was the goal I needed because I thought that housed my quote-unquote happiness really isn't that at all. And you may see that your perspective changes. Now, when you're trying to tap into this aspect of desire or emotion to naturally fuel the wind in your sails towards or through your recovery or life just in general, you want to ask yourself some questions. Not just what are my goals, but what are my intentions? What are your intentions in life? You see, every goal is driven by a desire or an emotion. The desire or the emotion or the intention, the thought in the mind happens first. And then as human beings, we move mountains to have those emotions and those desires met that are actually the roots of those goals. So going back to possibly the goal of walking again. And if your goal isn't this, that's okay. Just apply this to as to your current goals. Does someone want to walk again because it gives them more mobility, more freedom, they will be happier because of this or this element. But imagine if freedom and that emotion connected to the freedom and that desire of maybe being able to connect with family and friends could be reached or obtained at that moment where you are, where they are. They're enjoying it as they continue to move forward. And it makes that much easier to continue to try to move forward. What are the desires that you want in your life? What are the intentions that you want in your life? Do you desire to be more connected with those around you? And because of that desire, you want to get to a state in your recovery so you, want, so you can connect with them on that level. Do you feel as though you're a burden on your caregiver or family members? And so do your desire for independence because you don't want to be a burden to them. This is why the dialogue between caregiver and individual recovering is so important is because sometimes a lot of the emotions or desires that are fueling the need for recovery or the need to get to a certain point could be ones that are self-defeating. 
And when we open ourselves up to that connectivity and that clear-minded and allow each other to support and love and grow together, something beautiful happens. A beautiful level of connectivity, emotion, fulfillment. And maybe you are where you are because there are passerbys that you see that you could speak hope into. That you could share with them your journey up to this point and say, hey, we can keep moving forward as a community and a culture that is being birthed together because sometimes culture and people reach out for each other when they actually need help. So that moment of vulnerability isn't necessarily a curse, but can sometimes be the most beautiful blessing to still and slow down our life around us. So as you prepare to fill out in this upcoming weeks, this goal chart, I want you to begin to try to change your perspectives as you look at goals. What fuels the goals that you have set in your life? What are the intentions that you want? What are the desires? What makes you tick? What desires? What is the longing that you would have in your life? What do you desire? Let that be your starting point. And stay there a while. Sometimes it takes time for the self-reflection. It's kind of like a domino. One thing trips a thought, trips a thought, trips an awareness, trips an enlightenment. And sometimes you just have to get to that place of peace and calm and begin to ask yourself, wow, what do I desire? Maybe you haven't asked yourself that in a long time. Maybe you haven't stopped and said, what do I desire for my life? What do I long? What are the emotional responses that I long to get? And then... Create your goals based on those desires and those emotional responses that you are looking for. I guarantee your intentions are going to look different. Your quote-unquote to-do list, which I would suggest you replace with intention list, will change. If your intentions or your desire is for connectivity with somebody around you, then instead of focusing on your struggle, you may focus on how can I have a magic moment with this person? How can I... Begin to feel this right here, where I'm at right now. Goals are powerful. But truth be told, don't just scratch everything because maybe the system needed some tweaking, right? Goals can be very powerful in helping us get to those desired responses that just fuel us. That passionate life. What moves you? Where do your passions lie? Allow that to be your starting point in your goal settings. And I guarantee you that the mosaic and the journey will begin to look a little bit different because where focus goes, energy flows. If you focus on this crappy recovery and where you are and where you used to be and where you hoped to be from a negative standpoint like that, your energy is going to flow into the negative. But when you can sit there and be like, number one, I am not a victim. Number two, I, I can have these elements. You've got to believe it first. We talked about the visions and, and without vision, my people perish. And if you can't see it, it's got to start with the thought in your mind and the vision in your head. And then the next part is saying, hey, what do I desire? And asking yourself these questions. Your life has slowed down. Take advantage of it. During this recovery element, if you've got some time, dig. What do you desire? What were some desires and aspirations as a child that maybe you fell away from? Because life happens and life does happen. 
or these beautiful gifts, maybe family or children that God has blessed you with in your life. One thing that I've noticed to be so beautiful about the recovery process is that people come out from from left and right, from all the corners, and you get to see people care. You get to see people step into your life because they want to be there. Receive them. See the here and now. Be present. Revisit your goals. Set them. And then we will continue to work toward finitely creating a plan of achievement. And we'll focus even more on this intention and fueling your passions and your desires and how they can naturally compel and move you forward in order for you to live happy and passionate. Day recovery is a constant and forever journey. Aren't we forever journeying to be the better version of ourselves or the best version of ourselves for everyone around us? We are all recovering and journeying in life from something, one form or another. But to live happy and passionate day to day is my intention and my dream for you guys. I hope you had some really great takeaways from this. And if you can focus on reconstruction of goals, changing your perspective, looking at your desires and your emotions and what fuels you, we will continue to revisit how to live happy and passionate through recovery and creating goals through your recovery. In part three, we will dive deeper into these intentions and desires and how to really map that out and connecting it with your goals in order for you to live completely happy and passionate, not only through recovery, but for the rest of your life. Thank you for joining me. You guys have a great day.